Welcome back to all our valued listeners to another episode of the Periodical Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, along with the podcast extraordinaire, Tavis Killian. Howdy ho. And today we're going to dive into California Senate Bill 467 that was intended to bring an end to oil and gas development in the Golden State, but failed to advance in state legislature. As always, our discussion today is going to cover the content in this week's periodical that I released this past Wednesday, April 28th. But enough of this. Take it away, Tavis. Introduced on February 16th, 2021, California Senate Bill 467 set out to gradually phase out oil and gas extraction processes that account for most of the state's petroleum industry. It failed to muster the five votes needed to move out of the Senate Natural Resources and Water Committee and advance to the state legislature. Senators Scott Weiner, Monique Limon, Ben Allen, and Assembly members Jeff Stone and Ash Calra created the bill in an effort to protect the public by updating the regulations pertaining to drilling, operation, maintenance, and abandonment of oil and gas wells in the state. The bill had three distinct components. The first was a response to Governor Newsom's call in an executive order last September for a ban on fracking in the state. The second mandates that all oil drilling operations be set back a minimum of 2,500 feet from homes, schools, and healthcare facilities. And the third component was an effort to address the employment consequences of a transition away from fossil fuel production. While the concepts reflected in SB 467 have been discussed in various forms and contexts over the years, their consolidation into an aggressively framed no-holds-bar build forced legislatures to confront the impact of California's oil industry on the communities within the state. Ultimately, it was determined that California's oil industry was such a vital pillar of their economy and energy security that it failed to move forward. Senate Bill 467 bans new and renewed fracking permits as of 2022, but goes beyond what Governor Gavin Newsom called for in 2021 by also banning other methods of enhanced oil recovery currently in use in California, including steam flooding, water flooding, and cyclic steaming. By expanding the governor's mandate to ban fracking, Senators Weiner and Limon are recognizing that fracking is not the biggest threat to California communities. The bill would have banned new permits to not only fracking, but also any enhanced oil recovery methods. This includes the injection of water, steam, and additional substances into the ground to produce oil starting January 1st, 2022, and would have banned such extraction methods entirely by 2027. The bill was recently amended to delay the full phase-out of injection methods until 2035, but that wasn't enough to get more lawmakers on board. Unlike Pennsylvania, North Dakota, Texas, and other oil-producing states where the boom in oil and gas production over the last two decades was driven by fracking, the stimulation method is not particularly prevalent in California. Governor Newsom has stated that it represents less than 2% of overall oil production, but informal estimates indicate high and low-pressure cyclic steaming accounts for roughly 21% of California's oil production. More importantly, the ban on all EOR techniques would have affected 80 to 95% of oil production in California, effectively shutting down most of the industry. Although this bill was not voted into law, the California Geologic Energy Management Division, or CalGEM, released updated guidelines on underground injection control regulations in early 2020 for increased oversight into many of the aforementioned EOR practices. Luckily for proponents of California's booming oil and gas industry, an extensive ban on cost-lowering techniques to extract necessary hydrocarbons from underground has been saved for another day. So I actually think that this method or this part of Senate Bill 467 is really interesting because 
fracking is always, you know, the the devil of the oil and gas industry. It's always the one that is the hot topic that everyone talks about, everyone discusses. But what these lawmakers realized is that's only 2% of overall oil production in the state. So yes, while banning fracking is definitely going to have an impact on oil production and, you know, environmental factors, it's not really what's going to decrease the amount of production that California sees and the expansion of the industry. It's all of those EOR techniques. We're talking cyclic steaming, water flood injection, steam injection, and that is 80 to 95 percent of California production. So while I don't necessarily agree with this method, I think it is important to realize that these lawmakers, instead of just saying, oh yeah, fracking's bad, this is you know horrible for the environment, they're starting to realize you know fracking isn't the only thing that we're doing out here that's injecting things into the reservoir, pulling things out of the reservoir. So while I don't necessarily agree with the direction, I do think it's important that these lawmakers are really starting to investigate why they're trying to enact these policies instead of just kind of giving this blanket ban on, oh, fracking's bad. Exactly. But again, that can be kind of scary, too, because what, after 2027, the only way to produce oil is, you know, after you perf that casing, you let it produce. And when it's done, it's done. Seems really wasteful and like it would have bigger environmental implications. But again, we won't know until we get there. And hey, who knows? It could be here in another year, another bill. So guess we'll just keep chugging along and see what happens until then. So the next section of this bill is this setback requirement. The drilling setback component of Senate Bill 467 was not originally included when it was first introduced. When Section 3203.5 was later added, it included a health protection zone within 2,500 feet of a sensitive receptor, which is a residence, and that includes a private home, condominium, apartment, or living quarter. The need for setbacks has been subject of vigorous advocacy for years from communities and their allies who point out that most other oil and gas producing states have such setbacks in place, but California, with its reputation for progressive regulation, does not. Senator Weiner decried the lack of statewide public health buffer as a stain on California's vaulted global environmental reputation, noting that even oil-friendly Texas has one. Last year, advocates expended extensive effort in support of AB 345, which would have required that CalGEM establish a setback and, in doing so, consider whether 2,500 feet is the right distance. The idea was to provide bounds around CalGEM's consideration of the need for setbacks in the context of its ongoing public health rulemaking, which was initiated in the same gubernatorial announcement of a moratorium on high-pressure cyclic steaming. AB 345, sponsored by Assemblymember Murat Suchi, died in committee following heated diatribes about how CalGEM's ongoing rulemaking efforts should be left untouched. SB 467 has now brought these debates back to life. Some California communities, along with most oil and gas producing states, have setbacks in place of several hundred feet, and some published literature points to the need for the 2,500-foot distance, which would be mandated by SB 467. One notable California exception is Ventura County, which recently put in place a 2,500-foot setback. The California Council on Science and Technology's study of fracking health risks mandated by SB 4, California's 2013 fracking law, found that, quote, the most significant exposures to toxic air contaminants, end quote, occur within a half mile of well operations and recommend considerations of setbacks. In addition, the PSE Healthy Energy Study and overcomplications of the health literature reference findings of health risk even for people living a mile or more away from drilling operations. 
The problem is, the study cites risks associated with air pollution, yet the California Air Resources Board significantly expanded their air emission reporting requirements in 2020 to keep air toxins under control. While the state appears to be pushing for additional setback requirements, support for extreme setback measures was not enough to propel SB 467 through the state legislation. So what I think is interesting about this is I absolutely agree that there should be some kind of setback requirement, whether that's, you know, you can only drill within a, a certain amount of a, a school or something like that to try to limit those operations away from the general public. Either that or there needs to be some kind of containment measure, you know, some sound walls, some some way that to try and keep the public safe. But I do think that a 2,500-foot setback is a little bit ridiculous. We've talked about this before because it's come up in Colorado. You know, 2,500 foot. Think about all the development that you've got in Ventura County, that you've got in L.A., things like that. There's just no way that you can expand development in those areas, and it really then limits it to those, you know, super out of the way and in the middle of the desert areas in California, which is that necessarily a bad thing? Who knows? But the fact that this got voted down does to me seem that, okay, 2,500 feet is a little bit ridiculous. I agree. And I mean, there's not many places, like entire states even, that just don't have any setback requirements. So, I mean, we've all read the reports where 500 to 1,000 feet is plenty enough. So I'd imagine that, like you mentioned, in the future, it'll taper back as people realize, eh, 2,500 seems a little bit overkill. I just think it's ridiculous that 2,500 foot, you're essentially eliminating all production in any kind of areas where there are people. I mean, think 2,500 foot. That's just about half a mile right there. Think what's something within half a mile of you, Tavis? I mean, you probably live within half a mile of the office there. Do you think that that's a reasonable distance between you and any kind of oil and gas production? No, I don't think so at all. I mean, the grocery store is less than half a mile away from my house. I mean, people aren't... They're not walking up to equipment just huffing air looking for a sweet sniff of some H2S. No, but I do think there needs to be some setbacks. But again, when you put it into the perspective of half of a mile, man, just put a half mile radius around your house. There is so much nearby. Absolutely. And so let's get into this final section, which is the displaced worker provisions. Senate Bill 467 has tasked CalGEM with identifying oil and gas industry workers who have lost their jobs and provides incentives to companies involved in remediating abandoned oil and gas well sites to hire those same workers. More specifically, California must provide fossil fuel workers and the communities in which they live with a just and equitable transition away from the fossil fuel industry. This includes, but is not limited to, training opportunities, healthcare coverage, secured pensions of affected workers, the creation of new unionized green jobs with family-sustaining wages, and investing in economic development and infrastructure in communities currently supported by fossil fuels. This provision is a nod to widespread recognition that California's decline in oil production is going to require a concerted effort to ensure a just transition for workers and communities into other economic sectors. Egrid Bronstam, the assistant director of the Center on Race, Poverty, and the Environment and sponsor of Senate Bill 467, noted, Residents are tired of being asked to sacrifice their health to help maintain the profits of a dying industry. This bill protects the health and creates pathways for fossil fuel workers who are being impacted by the state's declining oil industry. This particular incentive is a move both proponents and opponents of the industry agree upon and has led to additional support in its efforts to pass since directing displaced workers to help address California's looming half-billion-dollar abandoned well crisis is an excellent idea. You see, this section really highlights to me one of the primary reasons I feel the bill failed. So one, of course, it was way too broad. 
setbacks in banning EOR, of course, you're going to have people lobbying against that. But secondly, one of the main objectives is health. And I think that's great, but it seems like from a federal level right now, we're pushing emissions and really fossil fuel dependency. So even if we did incorporate those things into California state law rules and regulations, we're going to get into it later, but they still need oil. Where's it going to come from? California's got some of the cleanest stuff. So health versus environmental justice, I mean, they didn't quite fit together here, unfortunately. So it definitely gives them a point to refine the bill from there, but hopefully we can find some compromise. While this aggressively framed no-holds-bar build was stop shy of its goals, three other bills to tackle the state's aging oil industry and its long-troubled top industry regulator all advanced. This includes one by Senator Limon that would raise the required industry funds for plugging and abandoning tens of thousands of idle wells to $100 million, even though an expert study concluded last year that as much as $5 billion might be needed, and Limon said they don't want taxpayers stuck footing the bills. The problem is... SB 467 would result in a near-complete shutdown of California's oil and gas production industry, cost the state billions in lost revenue and legal liability, and lead to massive job losses. In addition, Rock Zierman, CEO of the California Independent Petroleum Association, put it perfectly when he said, quote, We will continue to oppose bills that only increase our reliance on foreign oil, which drives up gas prices, contributes to pollution in our crowded ports, and is produced without California's environmental protections or humanitarian values, end quote. He has a point, because the state imports about 70% of its crude supply, often from places that produce it far less safely or conscientious to the environment, and opponents of the bill noted California already heavily regulates the oil and gas industry to make sure oil extraction is performed safely. Banning the practice would not reduce California's dependence on oil, which is driven by the tens of millions of gas-powered cars and trucks on the state's roads, and will ultimately require it to import more oil from other places. We're still going to use it, but we're going to use it from places that produce it less safely, Democratic Senator Susan Eggman said. She added she supports transitioning the state away from oil and gas, but cautioned, I don't think we're quite there yet, and this bill assumes that we are. Historically, Blanket bans are rarely a good public policy. There are better ways to balance the environment, energy, equity, and the economy, and it starts with people whose ideas and experiences are critical to developing those solutions. Even though Senate Bill 467 was stopped shy of reaching California Governor Gavin Newsom's desk to begin the process of becoming a law, Newsom directed CalGEM to initiate a process that will halt the issuance of hydraulic fracturing permits by 2024, and to analyze how to phase out oil and gas extraction entirely two decades later. The April 23rd move comes at the heels of a failed Senate Bill 467, and after Newsom has come under pressure from environmental activists and progressive politicians who say the state's permitting of new drilling is at odds with his goals to move away from fossil fuels and combat climate change. According to Newsom, quote, I have made it clear that I don't see a role for fracking in the future and, similarly, believe that California needs to move beyond oil, end quote. As noted, since hydraulic fracturing only accounts for approximately 2% of overall oil production in the Golden State, the true concern lies in Newsom's ambitious moves to phase out oil and gas extraction entirely before mid-century. This proposal, in addition to Senate Bill 467, would fundamentally shift energy policy in California, which produced 144 million barrels of oil last year, the seventh highest in the United States. It is simply unrealistic to think California could essentially shut down production in a few years without significant impacts to the communities that rely on the oil and gas industry for tax revenue and good-paying union jobs. 
or a form is likely still in the state's future, the current path does not appear to provide the best fit for those living in California. But that is the end of this episode. If you feel like maybe Kevin and I missed something, go ahead and go to rarepetro.com. We can plug you to a lot of different resources and data we use for our research. And from there, you can find our other podcast, Periodical Post, Basin Breakdown, so many different things to learn from. If you'd like to challenge our opinions or even just reach out to us for any other reason, you can contact us directly at podcast at rarepetro.com. Outside of that, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, send it to a friend because, hey, things change quick. <laughs> we saw that bill get introduced, shot down quickly, but that's definitely not the last of regulation and industry. So thank you for joining us today. And until we see you next time, take care, everybody. Have a great week.